Welcome to another episode of the Breath of Air podcast, coming to you live from IIAX North America in Austin, Texas. Can you believe we're here, Z? Um, no, and I feel really awkward because you're really close, and uh, we're in the same time zone. Bonus, we actually made this one work this time. Last time we were in the same yeah, time zone, Yeah, most of the time we were in different time zones. <laughs> the recording doesn't work out as well. <laughs> it's, uh, I almost thought, like, would it be easier if I went on the other side of the wall? We just brought out a laptop. Like, maybe, like, show me a project zone. Yeah, and if you don't mind turning off your video. <laughs> That's right, yeah. Turn off your video, please. Okay, thank you. Uh, so we're here. Easy topic, right? Oh, For man. most people that are here, I think there's 1,200 or so people here. Yep. Um, a lot of them, it's either their first conference coming back from the pandemic, or it's, like, their second. Like, they, they did a trial run of, like, a Quirks or an IA or something. Still early in the yeah. conference First one feel... doesn't count. Yeah. yeah. You got to knock one out, practice, and now you're here. Now you're here. And like you're putting on constructive pants with buttons, maybe for the first time in two years. Hoping yeah. they fit and that you didn't pack the wrong pair. You're seeing people in public. You like see their legs, man. Something people on my face. Yes. Weird. Yeah. And now for some people, like they're trying to make like this is a business trip, right? Like you're yeah. on, you are selling. Yeah. You are face to face with people. Can I just say when I packed for this, I packed my zappy t-shirts and some denim shorts. I completely forgot that when you're at a conference, you might want to jazz it up just a hair. No, I thought about dress shorts. And I was like, that's not a thing. That's what I, my kids oh, wear dress shorts. For women it is. Are yeah, you kidding me? It's true. It's true. <laughs> Culottes. Pack a pair. No, but so the one thing we're going to talk about. So if you've never listened to Breath of Air before, thank you for accidentally stumbling in. This is great. <laughs> But the big part is we talk about mental health from a market researcher perspective. And so we think about general characteristics that market researchers have. You know, you're curious about things. You're introverted. You are introverted. You are risk averse about some things. Oh, yeah. You need to ha- you judge things on a confidence scale, <laughs> right, in every day of your life. Yep. And so we think about that and what it has for mental health. And we started this podcast right before the pandemic. We did. Or during, the, right in the middle of the pandemic. No, I want to say that it was like right at the beginning because I think we did January 2020 was when we put out our first episode. So it would have been right before everything started to shut down. Did we cause COVID? Maybe. People started discovering their feelings. They're like, I feel sick. (laughs) But but there's this, so there's this aspect of the first time you're going to a conference and just what happens with your mental makeup. It is not what your everyday has been for the last two and and a half years. Right? Yeah. Like it's... It's wondering, like, I I didn't bring a mask to the conference today. I had to leave for a second. I took an Uber, and the guy was like, hey, you need a mask, dummy. Yeah. I'm like, ah, oh, sorry, I don't know how to operate in yeah. public. I forget, then, I forget who requires one and who doesn't anymore. Yeah. There's little things, like, uh, when I meet somebody and I shake somebody's hand or I hug somebody, and I'm like, whoa, this is this is different now. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, let alone, like, for, forget, hard to forget, forget the aspect of, like, a pandemic disease, but just... Yeah being out of sync being out of order from yeah. where you are yeah. right so so right now we i feel like we've all gained a comfortability behind the keyboard right oh all yeah gained a comfortability behind your filters on your zoom or yes. whatever right yes and now it's like seeing people and interacting for longer than 20 minute stretches yep for what you have in your calendar yep and you both can actually talk at the same time and not cut out and so you can have like actual conversations and not like oh yeah I said something, I'll be quiet so you can say something. Right. <laughs> How has it been for you so far? I'm not going to lie. I hit my wall about two hours ago. 
yeah. suddenly I just yeah. felt like, oh my God, I have been around so many people. Yeah. I have not had to be around people in ages and I had to walk outside and take a breather. It's a crazy fatigue, right? It is. Yeah. It is. It's like, I was, I called my husband and uh, during that little break and I was like, look, this totally feels like we had social skills before the pandemic. Right. And we had this ability to engage with this many people on a routine basis and just, there was a different set of social skills that developed over the course of the pandemic. Right. And now we're like, whoa, whoa, I, I need to remember how to be around people again. Right. I need to remember like reading people's facial expressions and not just their eyes. I, I need yeah. to like make eye contact with people and not have a blurred out background behind me. Like people can see exactly what's behind me at all right. times and very clearly so. But there's a different level of social engagement that is happening here. And as, as we mentioned earlier, market researchers are a really introverted bunch of people. Right. And it's, so I would yeah. imagine that a lot of people hit walls all throughout the day. And that's one thing about like when all your interactions are resumed and they're 20 minutes at a time, like you can you can space out your energy throughout the day. Yeah. Right. Um, but when you're here and it becomes like an, it's a, it's not a marathon. It's like a like a 400 in track. Like it's a yeah. it's a sprint for a long way. Yeah. That you're on and you're selling and then you know we've talked about like what conference life is like anyway. Yep. To where like it's wake up early, from maybe too much to drink, and then not eat anything all day then at night have a 5,000 calorie meal that gives you diabetes. And then you drink a lot more and then you start the next day over. And it's exhausting and it's not, it's, it's like for a group of this room where I would say we probably have like the highest percentage of MBAs of every conference like in the world, it is the dumbest thing that we could possibly do. We have no idea what we're doing. So dumb, but that's where we are. And that's how you conference. Yeah, that's how you conference. Let's get stretched out. Um, what, are, what are the things like, so when you were coming here, what was yeah. the thing you were most nervous about? So, top of mind, honestly, was, oh God, it's going to be an enclosed area without masks. Yeah. <laughs> what? Is this safe? Because I've been told for the longest time, that's not safe. Yeah. Like, my yeah. life has been on the line, literally. Life has felt like it's been on the line for so long. If you don't do all these little checklists of things, you could die. Or you could cause your grandparents to die. Right. And so coming here and being around all these people, no mask, having that having that peace recede, there is still an anxiety that I have behind disease and pandemic. Yeah. How about for you? What was what was top? Of, I mean, you. Yeah. This is second conference of the year for you, second isn't it? Part, yeah, this year. Yeah. Um, so something happened with market research for me. So nobody here is famous by any means, but we can be like LinkedIn famous a lot of times. Sorry, sorry. I'm famous. But I think that when so when you go in market research, let's be honest. Like we all see each other. I see the same face maybe eight times a year when you think about conferences or right. various travel running into each other, like right. comp meetings, anything like that. And so when you take that away, and all you see is the choice edited LinkedIn words or the choice edited Twitter <laughs> right. words, you listen to a podcast that got overproduced and edited or whatever, 
we start, I, I have, we know, I have started to create these like market research celebrity. It's, it's the same way that I would consume celebrityism. Yeah. Like yeah. it was like, oh my gosh, I can't like, did you see Ryan Berry's LinkedIn today? Right. Right, and it's like, oh gosh, because I haven't seen Ryan in three years, right? right. And I haven't like interacted with him and like right. seen the actual human. I see the best of him. I see the best of the curator, Jamie and Kristen, all these like people yep. that are like these celebrities in our industry. Yeah. And so I got a little bit nervous, knowing I was going to see these people, that three years ago, or I was just like, oh, I wonder if they're going to be there. Cool. Maybe right. we'll grab a beer. Right. Because we've only seen the best of each other. Yeah. Like there's something about this podcast here, any Twitter, LinkedIn, whatever, yep. where we can edit down the warts yeah. and show like only the best part. Yeah. And we do create like this like picture perfect yep. part of this, especially when you go to a conference. So we'll talk about this a little bit tomorrow, but yeah. no one is effing up when they're at a conference. Everybody, right. Like this is, the booths are spectacular, right? Like. Oh. Everything is great. The dinners are planned. Everything is awesome. Shiny, right? clean. Everything is at its perfect peak. Yeah. And I think there was a little bit of intimidation for me to be like, all right, like now I'm going to see these people that like I hold up. And I pray to God nobody's done the same thing to me in the last three years. What's really funny about that, Adam, is my very first IEX years ago, it was uh, one of the IEX conferences that was held in Atlanta. Uh, I actually went around with a spiralized thing that I had gotten at like a Walmart or something uh, of, of index cards because I turned it into my autograph book. Look at chill. It's like Disney <laughs> World. I, it, yes, yes. Well, fact, uh, I, this is probably more like an Epcot no, no, situation. I actually think that that Green Book has a little ad where it's quoting me that this is Disneyland for market research. Oh, gee. <laughs> so oh. I, do you get like free attendance for the rest of your life with that? <laughs> no, I'll so, tell you yeah. what, I made so many friends. Good for you. But I was in a similar thing where I had followed so many people on Twitter yeah. and suddenly I was going to see them in person and I was really intimidated by yeah. that, by that perspective, perspective um, of being able to, to actually meet these people and shake their hands and... And then, of course, because I'm me, ask them to sign my little autograph book, right. which I found the other day while we were cleaning out oh memory boxes. <laughs> I was like, yeah, remember this, Rich? Rich is my husband, and he's like, don't remind me. Hey, he's been a co-host of the, of the pod <laughs> He before. has. Yeah, he so. has. He's been on the podcast. Yeah, listeners know. <laughs> you know, one thing that when I also I think about the conference and like being at a conference again is when I think about mental health is yeah. that, and I was struck with this early last night at the, at the Wire event was the kind of the um, the food chain of conferences, of how things are. And when I say by that, and I mean, chances are you, you probably have never noticed, but I, I'm very aware of like who's selling and who's receiving Oh, a lot. Um, because it's kind of like the, the secret about a lot of conferences is that they're like vendors pay for everything, right? Vendors yeah. pay for a booth, you send all the people, and then you put the brands up there to speak about it. It's like the reverse CES. Right, yeah. <laughs> where it's just like rather than the vendors have a showcase, you can come and see it. It's the opposite. It's just like vendors, you pay for everything, you do everything. Don't grab that microphone, loser. Like we're gonna put somebody else from a brand to talk about who's smart. You just you just buy your thing. And I was reminded of that coming into this conference about like that. It's usually I think we focus on the always on part yeah. of being at conferences. Yeah. But the amount of pressure that comes from like the food chain. You know that's when. Um 
So I used to work for Microsoft, and coming to an IIEX as a Microsoft employee is an extremely different experience from coming to IIEX yeah. as a Zappi employee. What, what, tell me some of the differences. I mean, I can guess them. I think every, but like. So I don't remember where it was, but uh, to get into the vendor hall at one of the IIEX conferences, you had to go down this giant escalator, and I swear, the vendors went swarmed around the escalator and were like checking people's name tags to see who's customer and who's vendor. It's the belly staring the whole time. Oh yeah, and yeah. then you get off and suddenly it's like, you're a customer, you have been identified. And they're like trying to sell you, right? And yeah. it was really intimidating. And now, now as a Zappi employee, it's like, ugh. You're a vendor. Like, oh, we try to sell me dork. <laughs> I bet you. I bet your platform is awesome. Yeah. It is. And it's yeah. it's just a different. It's a it's a very different thing where client side, you tend to be wooed and catered to and invited to everything, in the hopes of landing business. As a vendor, you're on you're on the side of the person who's trying to meet people and trying to figure out, can I sell to you? Can I talk to you? And then sometimes it's just like, no, I actually just want to talk to you. I legit, I, I, yeah. I know my teacher says Zappy. I just want to ask something. Can right. I just say hello? Right. And it's it's a very different experience that way. I can imagine just the bell of the ball type scenarios, right? To where everything is, and that's, Almost, to me, maybe it's because I haven't been on that side of the coin, but it almost seems more burdening than the always on trying to sell ROI. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's almost like a personal ROI. But it it exists still. There is a yeah. burden when you're a vendor. There's a burden when you're a customer. Sure. You're either selling or you're buying. And even as vendors, we buy from each other. True. And so right. you're trying to find who's going to be a good partner. What are you guys doing? What are you guys doing? And it's... That part can also be draining because that's a different version of the always on mentality, right? Because instead of always on presenting your best self when you're at that booth so that you can talk about your brand, you can talk about what you're doing and all that, you are also having to be always on watching what other people are doing and who's talking there, who's talking there, what are they doing, what is this guy doing? wait, that's not a brand I've heard of. How new are you? What are you bringing to the table? So there's like, you're, you're on as a vendor for that as well as representing your brand. Whereas for the brand side, yes. you're always on is trying to filter through, okay, so there are five companies here who all do kind of the same thing. I've heard this pitch before. Oh, you prep. Can yeah, you yeah. tell me how you're different? Right. And trying to sort through that and then going through the, do you match what I need? I need this. Can you provide that? And if you can kind of, sort of, tell me, explain that to right. me. Explain the kind right. of, sort of. And then, and who's going to take you to the nicest dinner? Well, that's probably, that. the, that's the, the coin flip. Yeah, yeah. I you got that. you got to go check all the Google and Yelp reviews for the places that, that people are taking you to dinner to. How much... Uh, the, I think one thing people miss about a conference is that it's not just your three days. No. Um, how much time does the conference eat up from you either before or after, as far as like mentally weighing on you? From a customer side, yeah. it's a lot longer before because as 
the, the people, the registrations opens up and people are able to see who's registered, the LinkedIn messages and the messages via the app, they start yeah. right off the bat. Yeah. And so you're looking at a solid month of, hey, I see you work for Microsoft. You're going to be at this conference. Can I talk to you for five minutes while we're at that conference about the stuff that our company does? Yeah. We think we'd be a great fit for you. So from the customer's sure side. Sure you do. Right? From the customer's <laughs> side, right. you're like, okay, how many of these am I getting? How many, have I filled up my schedule now talking for five minutes to all these different people that now I can't attend other people's talks to right. find out what my colleagues, what my peers in this space are doing. Right. And I think from the vendor perspective, from the vendor side, I think it's the opposite. I think, yeah, there's that upfront, who's going to be there? Can we scope out, like figure out who, who we could want to talk to? But at the end, it's, all right, who do we have in a nurturing campaign? Who was, you know, how do we rate the people that came to our booth, who were interested, who showed legit interest versus they just really liked our swag? Right. And so you have the back end of the conference, that time afterwards, and that is when it becomes very heavy. Yeah, mine's more after the conference than before. Yeah. Um, actually, you know, maybe not. Like last week, I stressed myself out when I got into the app and started just trying to take as money, like see what I could see do. See who's there. Yeah, and then like made a bunch of Excel documents and stuff and tried to see like, what do I need to do? And yeah. then like end of the day Friday, I was just like, was that worth it or would it, could I just gone and like stood at the bottom of the escalator, stared at bellies all day? <laughs> you know, could I have had the same impact of freaking out for hours on an Excel spreadsheet? Right. Um, but ROI of conferences is a big thing, especially like now that I think the dollar of investment means a little bit more than it yeah. used to in marketing. Yeah. And you have to make it work. Yeah. More like there's more pressure than ever. There's no like off days because. And, and I'll tell you, it's interesting it's from a vendor side, right? Because the ROI is literally how many good leads did you get at that conference? Yeah. Companies also expect that the people who they send to represent their brand, so Microsoft, Colgate, whoever, they expect that those people, they know they're thing. a small group of people compared to the large, the size of the organization that they have. Yeah. Those people are expected to bring back their version of ROI, which is who did you meet? What did you find? How can we be doing things differently? Right. Because they are just as much into what is my competition doing? Whoa, they're using this vendor. Maybe I should go talk to them and find out like how they're using that vendor. Right and bringing that back to their company to say, all right, here's what I learned. Here's where we're falling short. Here's where we're kicking ass. And, and provide that feedback, learning back to the organization. That's a big thing. And I'm, I'm going through, so here, like I am looking for a vendor that can do a specific thing to, for a product of ours. And like, I will feel like I know, I'm also trying to get ROI, like let's get prospects, yep. clients, things like that. Yep. But if I don't walk out of here with a vendor that can solve that problem, that I'm just as far down on the ROI scale as I was beforehand. Yep, yep. Right? What piece, um, and you can talk from like the Zapier or Microsoft part from this, like what piece of conference does like leads, when you think about leads, like going after, you know, lead magnets, anything like that, lead generation, things like that, what part does conference play in that? Is it the biggest part because it's in person, right? I would say so. Yeah. Yeah. Compared to if you had a bunch of BDRs calling people and slanging out spam, spam emails. Explain BDR. 
<laughs> a BDR is a business development rep who plays in the numbers and sends out hundreds of emails and makes phone calls a day. They do not accept rejection. They are sociopaths <laughs> that just do anything in the world just to get the yes. The blessed group of naive people that I wish we had more of in the industry. But, so not introverted. No, no, they they would love this place. If I had BDRs here, their heads would explode. They'd be like, they're like, I can't put on the earmuffs. It's gonna hurt too much. They would love this type of thing. But they, uh, but I would wonder, like, is that like because it's in person, it means a little bit more. It's because it's in person, it's because you can have longer conversations, yeah. right? You're not just shooting an email and hoping something that you said in the subject line or in the body of the email catches their attention. Yeah. It's you're hoping that your booth, your swag catches their attention and is providing enough of a message to bring in the right people. Like you're trying to, in market research terms, you're trying to screen your audience <laughs> with your booth, Yeah. right? And you're like, Okay, so there's there's also the part I would have to say from the marketing side of, did our message land the way we wanted it to land? Yeah. Were people confused or did they get it? Mm -hmm. Did we get the right people that we wanted to come talk to us, or did everyone who or did the majority of people who came to our booth end up being like, yeah, no, that's not what I thought you guys did. That doesn't. No, thanks for the pens, though. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, one other shift kind of close on this, but a big part of conference is after hours. Oh. And so like, I texted you last night. I didn't mean night. that to sound so scary. No. <laughs> like I texted you at like 9.30 last night. I was like, hey, are you out at a bar? And you're like, no. I said, that's all the information I need. Clapped my hands. I was like, great. Closing out my tab. Bedtime. Yeah. But that's a huge part of these conferences that it doesn't is. seem like the healthiest thing in the world. You know. <laughs> but is it like the necessary evil? I'm gonna throw this out there. Yeah. I know it's gonna be an unpopular idea, or maybe it'll be a very popular idea. Seltzer water with, with uh, what are those things called? Um, Limes? Not, 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 not <laughs> spirits. <laughs> bitters. Oh, all right. With different bitters. You just get a, a, a seltzer water with bitters in it. You're wandering around, it is absolutely delicious. And many bars have many different types of bitters because they are used in so many different yeah. drinks. Yeah. So you can be like, hey, tell me what bitters you have. I want to try them all out. Right. Try different concoctions and right. call it fun. So there, you know, it's a little healthier uh, for the kidneys. And you can go and you can enjoy talking with people. But I do think that in-person mingling, the parties, the, the after when you're not standing in front of a booth. Right is super important for this industry, especially because yeah. we are kind of a small industry, honestly. Yeah. Everyone is gonna run into everyone else at some point, and you, it's really nice to be able to meet other people and just talk about life, just get to know them. To me, that is the heart of networking, is just meeting people. Right. Learning a little bit about them. It doesn't have to be about their company. It doesn't have to sure. be about what their yeah. their vow prop is. It can right. just be, hey, you seem like a cool person. I want to Because honestly, with you the cool bit. person is what cracks the door open for the value prop to come later. Yeah. Right? I mean, the annoying person isn't going to get the time. Or let's face it, considering how close the industry tends to be, one person wants to leave a company. They want to go and kind of scope out how the other companies are. So they're going to meet people from the other companies that they might be interested right. in joining just to kind of 
sort through what's their culture like? What, what do you like about working there? How long have you worked there? Right. All those traditional words that come through. So it's not just uh, trying to open the door to make a sale. Right. It's also, it's like I said, it's a small industry. You're like, wait, I, maybe I'm not going to be at this particular company for sure. 20 some odd years. And I'm curious, what else is out there? Uh, just tell me what you guys do. So I know if it makes it on my short list of companies I might consider later. And that's a different type of ROI for people to remember. Totally. To a conference, right? Like this could be not about the name on the shirt I'm wearing, but it could be like what else is Rare out opportunity. There? Yeah, where could opportunity be? Yep. Think people think about that when they're at conferences as much? Only if they're in a dark place, maybe, right? But if I have to be a dark place, Adam. <laughs> is that the only time that you go looking for something? The only time I was like, I am broken. Let's go fix it. <laughs> no, but uh, I don't know. Like, do you, do you go to a, like? Are people coming to conferences thinking that they might be interested in going somewhere else to work and still coming to the conference? No. Yeah. No. Um, I will just say, a seed that's planted for later? Uh, I, w I will say, when I was at Microsoft and I was interested in looking at other places, the interesting thing that I found was that I reflected on the different companies that I had met at yeah. conferences who had caught my attention. I so that. I think yeah. it's a little bit more subconscious sure. than conscious. I think for some people it is very, a very conscious thing. But I think right. for most it's going to be more subconscious. And that's a different type of thing. Yeah, there are, I mean, there's the people that are always looking for what's next. Yep. You know, the people that are always like, is this, that grass over there greener than right. where I'm at now? Right. Conferences are a great place to get that because, again, um, I've used this example a couple times about things, but like conferences are the, the bachelor of like society like when you go on the bachelor and your every date you take has a helicopter and a hot tub and it's the best date you've ever been on and you kind of fake this make this like fake love romance and then you marry somebody and it never works out <laughs> and so conferences you only see the best like this is the hot tub helicopter <laughs> chocolate strawberry bachelor date with like some like d-rate country singers gonna come in and start singing <laughs> of the industry just like you know what man I had the best time <laughs> drinking out of my Pure Spectrum teacup. <laughs> that was great. I think I'm ready to sign. But that's kind of what we set it up as. <laughs> well, we'll close on that analogy. <laughs> what a strong close, Adam. <laughs> but I think what we really, like, conferences are hard. Being in front of people are hard anyway, right? Conferences that, are hard. Being around tons of people and constantly... On your A game, it's it's understandably draining when you haven't had to do that for two plus years. It's a lot. Awesome. Thank you, Z. Thank you, Adam.